Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Welcome everyone to Lucha World Podcast episode number 120. Fredo Esparza here and this week we are going to preview CMLL's 87th anniversary show which will be available online. It will be streaming through the Ticketmaster live service, their website. I believe the price is currently at $13 to $14 um, depending on when you order it. At this moment I think it's around $13.60. I know there was a deal back in the past, but um, if you missed out on it, that's the price you're gonna have to pay for it. I think it was like ten bucks when when it first um, when they first announced all the prices, but um, thirteen, fourteen bucks. Yeah, I mean it's kind of weird to be paying that amount, considering sometimes CML would either give it away for like way less than that, or sometimes just put it up for free on on it on their own. But I think so far, based off of the fact that they haven't up, um, posted any of the other Friday shows onto their um, YouTube channel, I guess it's safe to say that that's not going to happen again. Um, it might show up on some other uh, Facebook page or YouTube channel, but it won't be coming up on um, on CML's YouTube channel, at least as far as I know at this moment. They've been um, uploading these other... Um, the the Televisa show they've been they started recording matches for Televisa, so those shows have been popping up on their YouTube channel. I think this Saturday show for Televisa will feature um, Atlantis and Flyer Atlantis Junior and Flyer defending the national tag team titles against Tiger and Hijo del Viano Tercero. So that should be the the the, the show that will be going up this this weekend for on as far as what would be free um the friday show of course you have to pay for it Uh, for the most part i've heard a lot of um mixed reactions to it to the the shows some people have not been very um excited about them Um, there's been a couple matches that they've said have been okay or good and at the same time there's also been a lot of stuff like whenever i look through um like lucha blogs reviews of it uh it doesn't really make me miss watching cmll just because you know okay can be pretty much anything from you know you know it was there on 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 my on my screen and maybe i was doing something else that looked up it looked okay that's about it 
Um, or it could be something that, you know, it just wasn't um, worthy of being considered too bad because we've kind of become a little bit desensitized as far as what we consider to be bad wrestling uh, from all the years of watching CMLL. But, you know, hopefully the anniversary should be um, good. So before I get to the anniversary, the lineup, I should mention how this came to be. Uh, of course, as everyone knows, due to the pandemic, um, CML show will, um, at this point in time, the odds of it having um, fans in attendance are very slim. They were hoping to have at least a 30% capacity for the show, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case um, because Mexico, I mean, for the most part, the majority of Mexico is still at, at a very um, high um, level of um, COVID-19. So I don't think it's going to happen. I know there's some arenas that are starting to get a few fans on their shows, but um, there's a big difference between a small arena that, you know, seats may be less than 5,000 people compared to something that, you know, there's 20 plus um, thousand capacity. So there's probably not going to be, you know, 30% of that is way worse than, you know, you're taking a far greater risk than something that's a smaller venue. So I don't think there's going to be any fans in attendance, which makes it even more of a, you know, it's been, it's very weird. The, the little I've watched of empty arena shows, you have some promotions like AEW. I think I think WWE is also doing this now where they have anybody who's not wrestling on the show or maybe they have their match or whatever. They'll have they'll have them within the the crowd just to make some noise. Actually, I think WWE like I think that's only NXT. I think the the other WWE shows have the have followed what the the NBA did where they have um, virtual fans. They have um, a bunch of screens and the fans are, are are shown on there from their homes watching the the shows. Uh, for the most part, with the NBA, there hasn't been a lot of issues. They've even had some uh, some celebrities and even ex NBA players. I think one of the shows, one of the games I was watching, they had um, Elgin Baylor in, in the crowd, an all time great legend. Um, then in one of the more recent ones, they had uh, Karan Butler in the crowd. He was drinking um, uh, uh, some beer. I think it was a Modelo. Uh, might have been Corona, uh, but it, it was in a, it was in a can. That's the thing. Um, if it's if it's in a can, it's the odds of me knowing what it is is a lot slimmer than knowing what it is in the bottle. Uh, but uh, that was interesting. But you know, with WWE, they had some fans that would put like one fan put a picture of Chris Benoit, <laughs> the final photo of Chris Benoit before um, that tragedy happened. Uh, then there was I think somebody that had some sort of uh, you know questionable. Uh, photo as well so they had some issues i think they figured they've been able to like resolve that uh, for the most part like with the nba i haven't had really a lot of issues just because it's you know it's very different um basketball and even baseball where they have the those um the paper the cutouts in the crowd it hasn't really it hasn't in the in the in the seats it hasn't really bothered me but with wrestling um since there's not a lot of noise and that's something that has to be exist in wrestling. It, it makes it a little bit harder for me to watch. And with Lucha Libre, it's going to be even weirder just because unless it's like in a studio like what AAA did, um, it's very different from an, from an empty arena to that. Although, you know, I should be I think we should all be used to it just because CML has had shows where there's been very few people in the crowd who don't even react to a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um, but so um, a few, like about a month ago, CML made the announcement that they were going to have the anniversary and it was going to be a a champions night type of um, concept seven titles would be defended on the show and what they decided to do was rather than them picking out who the matches and stuff they decided to make 
each match, um, the challengers would be decided by fan vote on their website. And so they put together a list of different, um, you know, know, challengers for each title. They made the announcement for seven titles. And what ended up happening was like uh, a lot of the the people, I'm pretty sure a lot of the, 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 the challengers that CML was expecting to win out and be the ones that would go up against the the champions ended up backfiring on them and suddenly you had all these different uh challengers that normally you wouldn't expect being on the on the show now now they're they're going to be on it i think the only one that really doesn't surprise anyone was really microman but everybody else was a bit of a surprise just because there's certain wrestlers that cml um, favors and their whole thing is that they like, and even Amechisero um, mentioned this on 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 Informa a few times, where he said there's a there's a lot of wrestlers that, you know, they have the the charisma, they have the look that the promoter or the programming department want, so they get pushed. And it's, he wasn't just referring to CML; he referred to this in, in wrestling in general. You know, promoters and bookers, programming departments, writers, they all have a certain type of wrestler that they want to push, and that's the type of wrestler they want. Anybody else, kind of like gets sent, you know, undercard, doesn't get pushed, is a jobber or uh, an enhancement talent or not somebody that's going to get the same opportunities. So you don't really get to see those guys. And Echicero said, like, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of these guys now, because fans are a little smarter to the business or have certain wrestlers that they like, um, these are the wrestlers that get accepted and get elevated. Uh, Very few do, actually, but um, these are the ones that the fans want to see. So now... This was their way of kind of like deciding who would be in, in this. Um, so there were a lot of surprises. Uh, for the most part, um, they also... So not only were there a lot of surprises as far as who won and who will be challenging for titles, but CML also made the announcement that they would... Um, the order of the matches for the anniversary would be based on fan votes. So say um, one, whoever got like the highest votes would end up being the main event. Um, so the lineup ended up being a little bit different than most people would have expected. I'm pretty sure um, there was probably a little more of a, not just so much the fact that who was challenging, but who were the champions might have also had a little bit of um, a reason why these fans wanted that later on. Once they found out that that was part of the 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 strategy of how the, the, mat, the show was going to go on, I would guess that probably led to more people like, hey, you know, Caristico and I want to watch Caristico and Mystico, you know, in the main event. Well, I guess I got to vote for in this, in this, even if I don't vote for Ray Cometa and Espirito Negro, I'm going to keep voting because this is the match I want to see in the main event. I want to see those guys in the main event. Fortunately for Ray Cometa and Espirito Negro, they ended up being the ones that won. But um, so I kind of thought that was what was also going on. Uh, I don't think there was like a, I don't think, I think there's a more of a greater following for Caristico than say um, uh, a Chamuel or a Microman. Although Microman's popular, I don't think they. I don't think there. There's still a lot of people who are biased towards you know women or or, or or micro wrestlers headlining a show. So you know they're very specific of what they wanted. So the lineup, which of course this show will be held on September 25th, uh, the. You could watch it, of course, as I mentioned, on Ticketmaster Live. Check, um, depending on when you order it, the price might change. Um, one thing I should mention is that when you go on there, um, the auto, the auto, it's automatically listed as two um, tickets. 
Um, what you do immediately is you go to one. If you're only if you only need to watch it on one, it'll only work on one device. So if you go, with, I think that's the reason that they have it at two. Where if you want to watch on two devices, you have it available on two. I don't know why you would want to do that, but um, I'm sure there's some people that might want to. Um, but just go to one, and then you could um, you could uh, you could then watch it on your whatever service your whatever your your laptop, your computer, your your flat screen, however you want to watch it. Um, the first match announced for the anniversary will be Chamuel defending the CMLL World Micros title against Microman. Um, this is basically the, the big feud, the big rivalry of the Micros in CMLL because basically these are the two best working <laughs> Micros. Uh, some might say they're the two only working, good working Micros, although Gallito deserves some credit for being pretty good. I kind of thought this, as this... Um, as this, the voting kept going, um, you kind of noticed, because very early on, Microman had a very huge lead over the two other challengers who were El Gallito and Guapito. And so as the weeks continued, I started noticing Gallito was slowly gaining on, on Microman. Fortunately, Microman voted for himself twice just to make sure he would be the one challenging Chamuel. I kind of expect, I would not be surprised if this is one of the matches that has a title change. But um, at the same time, I, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised I, just because you could see that happening. Although I kind of think it would make more sense to have Microman regain the title in front of a crowd and not in front of an empty arena. So I would kind of go, I would go with, my pick is I'm going to go with Chamuel re, uh, retaining the title just because I have a feeling that it's possible that Samuel might think the same thing where um, you want that big pop from the fans if Microman wins. As you recall, every time Microman wins, a ma- um, the, I think when he won the mask match, I'm thinking it was that or or it might have been another match where he got um, carried by one of the security guards and, and, and he was getting um, he was getting uh, high-fived and getting money from the crowd um, because of his his performance. I think it might have been one of the um, Torneo Ciberneticos that he won as well that he did that. So I kind of think that's what they would probably prefer. I don't think Chamu- this would be the right time to have the title switch um, hands. Um, but it's CMLL. Like I said, there's always a 50-50 shot that it could change. Um, this seems to be one of the titles that could change um, on this on this uh, in the anniversary. The second match will be, and this surprised me, the second match really surprised me that they are being placed here because... Um, if this was CML's programming department, this would probably be the semi-main event. But um, it also has a very surprising group of challengers. Uh, Los Guerreros Laguneros, Ultimo Guerrero, Gran Guerrero, and Euphoria will be defending the CML World Trios titles against Hechicero, El Terrible, and Templario. Templario replaced um, Barbara Carvernario, who suffered a, a, a fractured um, foot. Uh, in his match against Felino a few weeks ago, he's gonna Carvernaro is gonna be out between three to four months, which really sucks for him. Although, I mean, honestly, right now, given the conditions of the of the pandemic and everything that's going on, um, and who knows when we're gonna be back to um, having fans in attendance, maybe it's not it's not the worst time to have, suffer an injury. Um, it's not like it's gonna like affect his career right now, just because there's nothing's going on. Um, even like the like I said, the same amount of regular shows don't really look like they're really being there's not a lot of effort be put into those match into those um, shows or matches themselves by the wrestlers i think the girls are going to retain the titles 
um, just because I can't imagine a makeshift t- trio of Echicero, Terrible, and Templario winning the titles. Um, ter- uh, Templario is actually the fourth member of the Guerreros Laguneros. Um, the fan vote for him, he won by a wide margin. I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, the other two guys challenging were Dark Magic and uh, I think Vangelis. Um, really kind of tells you the big discrepancy between um, the this group. I'm surprised they didn't add Tiger or Hijo de Viano Tercero. Um, given um, Tiger is somebody who actually was part of Terrible, um, a, t- a trio with Terrible. And honestly, if you hear the the one of the names that was being tossed around by fans for this trio, because um, every trio has to have a name, was THT which is very similar to the old um, Terrible, Tejano, Ray Bucanero trio of uh, TRT, which later when Tejano left, Tiger to, um, joined the group and became the other T in that trio. Uh, I, I just don't see them winning. I could see this being a really good match just because you have um, you really have Echicero and Templario who are really trying to prove themselves and trying to, you know, they. I don't think they, they those guys go in thinking they want to have the best match possible. And so I, I kind of expect them to elevate the, the Laguneros, who, the girls Laguneros, who, you know, they do have a habit of, like, being very repetitive at times um, because they really wrestled a lot of the similar trios all the time. So I, I do expect this to be a, a good match. Terrible is another guy who always gives it his all. So... Um, but I, I think the girls Laguneros are going to retain the titles. Um, already, Echicero is talking about um, wanting to team up with Mephisto as the Alquimistas del Infierno, the Alchemist of he- from Hell, which is a far better name than THT. Um, and, you know, also you have Mephisto is kind of wanting that. I think Mephisto also figures is, is starting to get worn out with the whole Hijos del Infierno um, trio. I think that trio has kind of run its course. Um, it's been together for so long and we'll talk about that as well because they were one of the trios that was also one of the challengers and they did very poor they did not even come close this was probably the the vote that got this and bandito's um um vote fan vote was were the ones that were the like the by a far wide margin which kind of i mean if there's any indication of what is going on with cmll as far as what they need to change i think that's something that they really should look at um, I think the fact that the Hijos del Infierno didn't even come close kind of tells you that maybe it's time to change that group. Um, you know, Luciferno really never, you know, never really caught on with the group. Other than him having good matches with Dragon Lee, um, he really didn't do much. And Efesto's really, I, I still think Efesto, they should switch him over to um, to to becoming Panterita del Ring and teaming up with Blue Panther as a regular, you know, veteran tag team and let his sons go on their own just because I think that would be something fun, different in CMLL. But like I said, I think the girls Laguneros are like the likely ones to um, retain the titles here. Um, the third match, this one was a surprise. And at one point, I think two weeks ago, um, Julio Cesar Rivera said this match was actually kind of close to possibly even being a the main event of the show, which kind of tells me that it wasn't just because it ended up being in third place. Um, La Metallica will defend the Mexican national women's title against Yuvia. Uh, this really surprised me. I didn't expect Yuvia to win, uh, but she did use her, her social media. I think that was one of the things we saw with this was that um, she did really well at using her social media. Um, you know, she's a good-looking girl. She's wearing a mask, you're, but you're, you're seeing her figure and everything. And, you know, the other women weren't really doing that. 
it's other than Estrellita. But honestly, I think the, the four women in this, Yuvia, Reina Isis, Harochita, and Estrellita. Um, Reina Isis was very close at one point to Yuvia. This was a very close, I think this might have been the closest um, voting. Um, but but Reina Isis um, ended up losing by about five points, five percentage points. Um, Harochita, I think, would have been the, the ideal one to work, um, to be in this match. I think she's by far and away um, starting to... Um, she's starting to like surpass the other women in in the division as the as the as the the the, the better worker in the promotion uh, she's probably never going to get a shot just because she's not connected and now we know um there was an LA Times article this i think it was this week where they talked about um Ultimo Guerrero and his hamburger um stand or whatever he's using to to sell hamburgers again that it's called El Otro Nivel um RIP uh what was it Ha, ha, Mr. 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 Burger, R.I.P. Mr. B- Burger. Um, now it's el, the hamburguesas de otro nivel. While in the article, it was revealed that Yuvia is Ultimo Girl's wife. I think this might be his second wife. Um, second, I'm pretty sure it's the second wife because um, she's. They both have kids from a previous um, relationships. Um, Yuvia is not that young. A lot of people don't realize. I think a lot of people think because Yuvia and Yedra um, come across looking young, but I think Yedra's probably in her mid thirties because she has a daughter that's sixteen already. So they're not, they're, and she's actually a, a bar, an amateur boxer as well. Um, Yedra's da- um, Yuvia's daughter. Um, so it it kind of it kind of it, it isn't it. This is kind of like to me like this is her big sh- sh- opportunity to shine. She's really never um, impressed me that much. Um, I could see this being one of the matches where you see a title change, just because Metallica um, in her title defenses has very much underperformed. And I think the fact that they um, CML revolves around the women's division revolves around Dallas either being a champion or challenging. Um, if Dallas doesn't get a match. With Marcella, I wouldn't be shocked if she ends up challenging for this title at some point against Yuvia. So I could see that being another possibility of that happening. Um, it it, it kind of tells you how how limited the 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 women's division. And I also it's also a good thing that this match finishes um, third, just because I don't think this is this is a I don't I don't expect a lot from this match honestly. Metallica has very much underperformed in her in her. Um, in her matches, and to be fair, she's in there with Dallas, who has also been very um, underwhelming in, in big matches as well. And like I said, Yuvia hasn't really been that oppressive. So this is probably the match that, um, if it's anything remotely okay, that's already like a big surprise for me. But I think this is a, another match where I could see a title change. Um, the fourth match um, is NGD. Sanson, Cuatrero, and Forastero defending the Mexican National Trios titles against the surprise challengers of Los Canceberos, Virus, Raziel, and Cancerbero. This really like was a big momentum changer. I think um, very early on, the, the Dinastia Casas was in the lead. Um, the four challenging trios were the Dinastia Casas, which was Felino, Tiger, and, 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 and Nero Casas. Um, Panthers um, trio with his two sons, and then a, a trio with Guerrero Jr. I think it was Guerrero Jr. Um, I can't remember who his partners were. I think it was Stuka Jr. and I can't remember who else. But um, they were like the main challengers, and 
early on, the cancer barrels kind of looked like they were like tied with um, the the Panthers with the Casas family way ahead. Then suddenly they just flat fast like tracked past the Casas family, um, never looked back, and ended up being the challengers, the surprise challengers. But to be fair, you know, even like the some of the guys who are uh, like the they had Blue Panther Junior and 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 the Panther uh, on on Informa, and I think one of the Casas um, family members, I think it was Nero Casas. And they were all kind of rooting for the Cancer Barrows to get a shot, um, just because they kind of thought Virus and those guys deserved it. This will actually be Rossiel and Cancer Barrows' first anniversary um, show, which tells you like how long they've been around. Um, they've been in the promotion for so long, and that this is really their first opportunity. Uh, um, it's it's going to be a a. a, a a big moment for them. Hopefully, they they bring their A games because when they're they could when they're they've had some moments where they really haven't looked very good. Um, it's kind of sucks because I think five years ago, if this would have happened, this would have been huge for them. But now it's kind of like they've kind of like um, they've gotten older. They're not as um, they're not as, as as they're they're just not the same level of wrestlers that they, as they were back then. And so. But I just think I think NGD is going to end up winning. Virus is great no matter what, honestly. Virus in his sleep will have a great match. So um, I could see this being a good match, but I don't see the Cancer Barrows winning the titles at all. Um, but it's going to be fun, I, I, and it's kind of cool to see these guys in, in in a big match. I think that's one of the I think that's one of the things with this show is that there's certain guys that you would never have gotten an opportunity to see in 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 an anniversary getting an opportunity because of the fan voting. Um, so. It's 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 probably one of the positives of the of the pandemic, uh, honestly. The fifth match will be Marcella defending the CML World Women's Title. Uh, the fan vote challenger was um, the one that won was Princessa Suhei. So we were expecting Princessa Suhei versus Marcella. Uh, Princessa Suhei appeared on CML Informa on Wednesday afternoon. And revealed that early Wednesday morning, she was um, she received the, the her her test results for um, her COVID nineteen um, uh, test, and they were revealed to be positive. So she will not be able to work wrestle on the anniversary show. She and um, she's going to have to be quarantined for fourteen days. Um, she says she's asymptomatic right now, so that's good. Um, but she's going to be quarantined in Monterey. Um, she mentioned that she had taken um three um, um COVID-19 test um two in Mexico City I guess this was while she was working in um working um TV tapings for um for CMLL and she had come out negative those two times and then when she returned to Monterey she took a COVID-19 test and found out that she was positive so she will not be able to wrestle on on the show um so now that puts CMLL in a bit of a, a bind um they could go the route that a lot of fans, um, a lot of fans that are kind of understanding of what this is, are okay with this. That they should give it to the second place um, vote getter, which would be Dallas. But then you have a lot of fans who are kind of against the whole idea of having Dallas, you know, get you know an, another opportunity for a title. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are kind of wanting that, them to do another um, another revote, which I kind of think is a little too late to do that now. Um, I mean, it's not too late because you have a couple of days, so you could always just go, you know, we'll, 
We'll see if she wins again. You know, Dallas gets the opportunity. I mean, you could throw in Reina, uh, Reina Isis and Harochita with Amapola and Dallas and just to see what would happen. Um, but honestly, I, I get the feeling. I, I think the best solution would be just to um, not have that title match on the show and just let Marcella defend the title against Presenza Suhey at a later date. Um, it sucks for Marcella, uh, Marcella, but I think this happened to her um, recently as well. I think she was going to have a, ma- a title match on a show, and um, it was she couldn't do it because of a, a leg injury. So they had, they just rescheduled the, the match to an, a later date. Um, I think that's that's the it's either going to be Dallas or they're going to reschedule the match. So that's really the solution. I don't I don't really you know if Dallas gets the match, she's probably going to win the title. If Dallas doesn't get the match, well we we don't have to worry about this. Um, but that that seems that's very unfortunate for Princess Suhayden since this was probably going to be um, one of the higher profile women's matches, uh, just because women's matches usually get placed second or third on cards, and this being placed fifth on an anniversary show kind of seemed like the it still wasn't as high as um, what you would hope. Like you know, a lot of fans who want a women's match to headline a, a big show at some point. Um, the one match I think that could have done that and they didn't was the Zuxi's um, Princess Suhey mask match. So honestly, if that match couldn't make it, I don't see anything right now that could possibly make a main event worthy women's match in CMLL. So um, other than this pro- this one that could have happened um, and it didn't. So eh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that match. Um, hopefully they, honestly, I hope they, they just reschedule it because I don't think I could sit through... Um, two women's matches on an anniversary show with no fans in attendance to hear them um, to hear them make noise. Um, the sixth match will be Volador Jr. defending the NWA World Historic welterweight title against Bandito. Um, I'm hoping this will be good. I don't see this being there being a title change in this match um, unless they really want to have a title change at the top of the card. Um, then possibility this could happen just because Volador Jr. probably will win a trios title or, or a tag team title or another title at some point just because there's so many titles in CMLL. Um, I could see that happening. Um, they've they've Bandito has been saying a lot of the right things, even though I don't think he necessarily means them. I'm um, talking about how he's very much into being part of CMLL. Um, he even went and on informants said that 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 Volador Jr. is a good guy in the locker room, uh, which made me laugh just because um. Um, they have a bit of a history of not not getting along in the past. Um, I don't I don't really see that. Um, I think this could be a good match just because they've had good matches in the past, um, and Bandito's really good. But at the same time, Volador Jr. has kind of had some very um, his performances, um, from what people have said, haven't been very good of late. Um, but you know, it's an anniversary show. I'm sure these guys are going to want to give it their all. So I would expect this to be probably pretty good. Um, a lot of the people who don't like Volador Jr., his detractors are probably not going to be that thrilled about it anyway. So um, it, it, they're going to be they're going to frown upon it anyway. So, but I expect it to be a good match either way, uh, just because Bandito Bandito is going to come in and wanted to have a good match. And you know, you know, Vol- Volador Jr. is going to at least try against him. I think these when you have regular Friday shows with trios matches, I mean, there's only so much t- these guys are going to do anyways. The final match, the main event, shocking as it may sound, is Caristico and Mystico defending the CML World Tag Team titles against Rey Cometa and Espiritu Negro. This is a shocking main of turn event. I was going to say shocking main event. 
it is a shocking main event and shocking turn of events. I think if you look at the at the four teams that were listed, um, I think what CMLL wanted was um, the Chavez brothers challenging or that Diamante Azul. I think it was Diamante Azul and Stuka that were the tag team uh, or that team challenging, although I don't think they really wanted that tag team as a challenger. Uh, more so the Chavez brothers. Uh, but it really it really surprised everyone to see Ray Cometa and Espiritu Negro as the challengers, um, which shouldn't surprise CMLL because honestly, on Informa and if you go on social media and all this, people were and, and, and on interviews that these guys were doing, a lot of people were really getting into the, the Atrapasueños um, tag team, the Dreamcatchers tag team of Ray Cometa and Espiritu Negro. They really liked it. I think that was really something that was gonna be um that was gonna catch on. And and so I I I I say it's surprising just because nobody expected Espiritu Negro and Rey Cometa being in. And first of all, even being in, on an anniversary show is shocking, especially for Espiritu Negro. Um, but to be the main event, um, very surprising just from them being involved. But the fact that it's um, Caristico and Mystico that they were going to wrestle, you kind of expected this to be the main event because Caristico and Mystico's popularity. I expect this to be a good match. Uh, honestly, I, I think um, Rey Cometa and Espiritu Negro are going to want to prove that they belong, um, especially Rey Cometa. He's somebody that I've always felt is underrated and somebody who belongs higher on CMLL cards. Um, I think he's, as far as technicals, he's somebody that, that should be in that mix of guys that that gets put into those um, dream teams trios of um, with Volador Jr. and all and Mystico, Caristico, Dragon Lee back then, Valiente. Uh, Rey Cometa is really good. I've always wanted a Rey Cometa Nero Casas match. They never did it. Um, people, you know, even the CMLL guys really respect Rey Cometa as a good worker. Um, he's very, um, he's he's really good. I mean, I don't know why he's never been pushed. Um, there's there's this scary thing with Rey Cometa where his his tag partners, like his brother and his ex-partner, are way, way low on the card. And when they would talk about wanting to reunite and team with Ray Cometa, you just knew that the thing is, Ray Cometa, the last couple of years, has been, what, third or fourth match? Um, sometimes a semi-main event, sometimes main event fill-in for somebody who doesn't show up. Um, but those guys, like Pegaso and, and Espiritu Nero, are basically opening and, and second match. Um those guys are going to get elevated and Ray Cometa would have to like, you know, that did not go well with Tiger. I mean, if you look at what Tiger did, he wanted to team up with his brother Puma King and, you know, Tiger was with TRT at the point at, at that, at, at that time before he decided to, to like team up with his brother. Um, but Tiger was like, in what semi-main events went and teamed up with Puma King and they were stuck in second, third matches for like since then. So um, Tiger's still stuck in that, in that group. Um, so it's it, it it makes sense for Ray. I mean, I know that there's a bit of a of a excitement for 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 that, but it would have been a huge gamble for Ray Cometa to do to actually totally agree to do that. And you know, he was starting to accept it with his brother, Espiritu Negro. But I think there was a lot of us who were like, you know, fearful that you know, oh, this is Ray Cometa kind of pretty much. You know, going from third or fourth match to second and opening match. He wasn't going to drop to his opening match. I'm pretty sure it would have been second. Second and third match. But never he would probably would never have been in a fourth or semi-main event. But then look at this. Like anniversary. You know, if they, they're able to perform well, um, I don't know if that necessarily means that suddenly they're going to get pushed, you know, placed in main events more frequently. 
but I think this kind of opens the eyes for some in CMLL that maybe they, they were wrong about these guys. To be fair with CMLL, they're very wrong on a lot of guys. I don't get how they could like easily put a Gomorrah or Dark Magic high on cards, but like a guy with talent like Ray Cometa or Super Astro Jr. or somebody who's far, far superior to these guys, he doesn't, he didn't, he didn't, they didn't do, they didn't do anything about that. I mean, I don't, I don't, they didn't really do it, make an effort to elevate them. So with that, we're getting um, Ray Cometa and and Espiritu Negro challenging for the CML World Tag Team titles. I, I do look forward to that match. Uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out just because you do have like, you know, each team has a, a weaker um, partner. Um, to be fair, I mean, like, Caristico is way better than Mystico and Ray Cometa is way better than Espiritu Negro. So... Um, I think that's the one negative. The, the one drawback is that they haven't been a regular tag team for very long. They've been preparing them, at least having them in tag matches leading up to it. So um, they're they're getting some um, some familiarity as far as being a team. Just because they're brothers doesn't mean they're automatically going to be a good tag team. Because I mean, they've very rarely teamed up in CMLL or anywhere anywhere really. Uh, so uh, this is going to be something very different. Uh, I think the, I think the 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 entire show itself um, looks like it's going to be good as far as as possibly as as good as po- as it possibly could be, um, given the circumstances of there being no fans in attendance, and um, you know hopefully the stream doesn't die on 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 everyone. Um, the last show did have a streaming um, technical issue. Um, if that happens again, um, especially at the price that it's going to be, it kind of it makes it a little hard for. It makes it a little hard to just imagine um, people being very pleased about it. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think looking looking through it, I think the one um, like I said, the one likely scenario. I think the two title changes. I th- I do think we're gonna have title changes, and I think the two title likeliest title changes are gonna be the the women's national title and possibly the one of the i would say probably volador jr dropping the title to bandito or you know i think those are the two likeliest title changes i don't i can't really see other the other matches having guys who are gonna um win the titles just because you have um you have and also the microman obviously possibly winning the title then although like i said i think they really should wait out on microman when you're getting the title uh, once there's there there's some normalcy as um in this world um, hopefully we do reach that point at some point sooner rather than later. Uh, but I, I don't really see the, I don't see other t- challengers winning um, titles uh, just because it seems, it just seems so like, like I said, the I don't think CML was expecting these guys to be the challengers. Um, it's kind of cool that so many of the guys that are going to be in this are, are people that we wouldn't have ex- imagined being on it. Um, Raciel, Cancelbero, Reiko Meta, Espiritu Negro, um, even someone like Yuvia, um, although now I think that's going to change a little bit just because people know that um, her um, her relationship, who she's re- in a relationship with. Although I don't think it's really helped because I don't think they just got married all of a sudden. They've probably been married for a while. Um, it's just been kept it's been kept quiet for, for a long time. Uh, but uh, I think if there's, I, I would think if there's, also the other one, if Marcella defends against Dallas, I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas wins the title. Um, but if that title match gets scrapped 
Um, I don't see that. But I think the two women's matches, if that happens, those are the two likeliest title changes. And then, of course, the the micros. And I would think Bandito um, versus Volador Jr. possibly being one of the matches that could change, um, that could see a title change hands. Just because, like I said, Volador Jr. always ends up being in the trio. And they'll end up challenging one of these other trios or, you know, in a tag match. Or, you know, there's so many titles in CML that, you know, he'll, he'll find a, a way to get another title. I'm surprised he doesn't have a title already, another one. Um, but should be a fun show. Um, I probably will order it. I didn't order the other shows just because I couldn't see myself paying five bucks to watch a regular CMLL show considering um, even like going back to probably late last year, they really haven't had really good Friday shows of late. Um, I think it's going to be interesting if they start doing shows like that. If this becomes a, a norm, it's going to be very difficult for... I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do this. I hope once the once we they start having fans attend shows, they can stop doing the whole... Um, and just start streaming it on YouTube or Claro Sports just because um, I can't imagine paying for a Friday show, honestly. So that's been... That's basically the anniversary show. Um, other news... Um, there's been some um, passings in the last several weeks and months. Um, of course, we lost Herodes a couple of uh, several weeks ago. Um, you know, I think he died from complications of diabetes. One of the top stars of the Lucha Libre in the 80s and early 90s. A very good bump taker. I think he, he really started making a name for himself in late 78, um, 79. Uh, really when he started becoming one of the top heavyweights in, in Mexico. Uh, one of the guys who, because he wrestled a lot in northern Mexico, and one of the things with when a lot of the guys who work in northern Mexico, they would work a lot in, in the border towns like in Texas and and Arizona and you know other parts of um, we, uh, western United States. Um, he would work with a lot of um, American wrestlers, so he was really one of the guys that um, got to work with you know whenever a, a foreigner or an American wrestler would wrestle in 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 the in Mexico because he was already. Um, uh, experienced in, in wrestling that type of um uh, the, a different type of style he was the guy that would get those guys he worked with kevin von eric a lot when kevin would work um in mexico and guys like that um as he got older i mean he he started to um you know started to slow down a bit um he kept going at it um really he was pretty much in poor health i think by late by the late by about two by the late 2000s, I would say he was already in poor health. So um, he's been dealing with a lot of health issues brought in from, you know, years in the wrestling ring, all the bumps and bruises and also from diabetes. Um, so he passed away. Also passing away was Armando Gaitan, El Mucha Crema, a legendary CMLL uh, ring announcer. Not only in CML, but he also worked AAA and um, independent shows. Um, one of the all-time great ring announcers in, in, in Mexico. Um, he had he was best known for being able, he got the nickname Mucha Crema because he used to um, do these over-the-top um, ring introductions for the wrestlers. And um, he, he was very... Um, he did a really he did a fantastic job also the voice his voice was great he also appeared on on the movie nacho libre um doing the ring announcing for that um you know really one of the 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 terrific um you know one great great um 
all time. I think he's one of those guys, one of the people that, you know, as Lucha fans, he's one of the people that you'll remember. Yeah, I remember that guy. He was, you know, just from the, the his, his ring introductions were, were so were so great. Um, we also saw the passing of Taboo, a really difficult year for that the family, um, the, Escobar, the Escobesa family. Um, Taboo was the younger brother of La Parca, who passed away in January, um, the AAA La Parca. And so he wrestled for a bit in, in AAA as part of Cibernetico's Bizarros. Um, very difficult year for for the for the for that family to lose to um, to to lose two family members like that, and dealing with the whole pandemic and all this other crap that's going on. Um, very sad. Um, so that's about it for this episode. Just wanted to do a preview for the CML 87th anniversary show. Uh, we'll be doing another show after that, uh, recapping the show and giving out any other news and information that's going on in the world of Lucha Libre, which is not a whole hell of a lot um, other than maybe like some, a lot of um, indie promotions that are actually running shows in Mexico are finally starting to do streaming, going online and streaming, be it through Mas Lucha's um, um, YouTube channel. I, I don't think they've really been putting a lot of stuff up on their on their um, new streaming service. Um, they, I haven't seen it really announced that often. And I've seen a lot of um, like DTU streaming stuff on, I think, Facebook and um Vanguardia and now Lucha Memes have joined up with um, IWTV, Inter- Independent Wrestling Television. I think that's what it stands for, but it's IWTV. Um, it was called something else back in when it first started, um, but they're now Powerbomb TV. Um, now it's IWTV. Um, it's pretty much um, Lucha Memes finally making their way on their. Um, <laughs> what great timing to have their shows with empty arenas. And not able to use CMLL talent on those shows, so you're really getting a, a very independent type of show, um, uh, which I don't know. Like I think they they really made they really made a mistake not starting on on streaming services two at least two years earlier uh, when they were bringing in a lot of CMLL guys and a lot of the top um, indie guys. Right now they're not getting a lot of people, so um, it's more of a a word of mouth type of thing where you know a lot of the people plus you know a lot of a lot of the Hardcore fans are not big fans of um, the promoter, the Lucha Memes promoter, so they're not very high on him. So you don't get a lot of plugs for his stuff as well, just because he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a jerk, um, to say the least. Um, and that's not even just from from his his tweets and what he writes and talking about how great he is. It's from people who have been around him, have actually like you know they don't they don't speak very highly of him as far as as a person as a promoter they kind of do speak a, they do and matchmaker booker whatever you want to call it they do say good things about him but as a as a person they're not very high on him as far as um his attitude it's not so much um it's not so much the other stuff it's more of his attitude than anything else um so um if there's any other news besides the the anniversary show we'll we'll have a podcast um if not it'll just be about the anniversary and just our thoughts on the show um Hopefully, I won't. I'll, I'll even say, um, hopefully, we'll have the show because, for all we know, the, the the stream, it being a lucha show being streamed, there might be some sort of technical issue and it might not even work. So who knows? Um, so, hope everybody stays safe, and um, we'll talk to you everyone very soon. So long. <laughs>